but Katie's young, and man, she just don't care. She'd follow Tommy anywhere. Trisha Yearwood. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. As far as I know, it is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. We are back here on the 7th, and maybe when you listen to this on the 8th of July 2021, and we are actually going to take a break from doing fan fiction this week and do a real old classic deep dive Silver Linings Playbook analysis because I've had some thoughts and you can probably hear from my voice that uh, (laughs) I guess things are okay, as okay as they could possibly be. Who knows? There's actually a huge irony of me doing this and having my recovery on this day of the year. Quite an anniversary anyway, if you know what it is. Uh, Wow. If you don't, look it up. You probably can't. You don't know. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, let's, let's do, let's do an old school Silver Linings playcast, not any of this crazy fan fiction that's going on. Just real quick, some of the things that have been going on, though, with me, writing has been going so well, got basically the seventh draft of my debut novel done. I've, I've been working on the manuscript, and I have sent that out to a couple beta readers that I got on Fiverr. If you're not familiar, uh, and this is totally not an endorsement because I'm not super thrilled with the job that I've gotten from them, but you can basically find people that will do professional services for whatever you are willing to pay, usually starting at $5. And one of my beta readers actually said that she could not read my book past chapter nine because of objectionable material. So if that's any indicator of how my story is going exactly where I want it. That's what I want it to be, right? Okay, but, you know, my book, it's not going to be that great. You know, uh, we're going to keep it short, but I do want to just bring up one of the most tragic characters that is never talked about in this comedy, right? Or it's, it's, a, it's a dramedy. It is a really dark romantic comedy. In fact, some of my friends have even argued that maybe it doesn't even fit the conventions of a romantic comedy. But the the character I want to talk about that never gets brought up and is really what the huge catalyst for the movie. Maybe we'll talk about Pat's ex-wife next week. Um, but it's uh, it's Tommy, Tommy, and I'm assuming it's Tommy Maxwell, and that that uh, Tiffany kept kept her married name and married to him. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's probably a detail in the book, but because um, Tommy. Tommy never did anything wrong. Tommy was a great husband, and apparently, and she loved him, and she fell in love with him. And then, as sometimes happens in relationships, they stopped having sex as much. And Tommy worked a lot, and he felt like maybe he needed to spice up their love life. So then, one night, he goes to the King of Prussia Mall to Victoria's Secret, where he's going to get some lingerie for his wife to try to. Um, you know, sort of sort of re-energize the passion in their relationship. And he stops to help a broken-down motorist on the side of the road and gets hit by a car. 
and dies. And I don't mean to be laughing about that because that's not a funny thing. It's actually super sad. It's, um, it is an amazing backstory element. It, it is so insanely good writing on Matthew Quick's part on, um, David O. Russell adapting for, for the screen that is just a little aside, but you give you that uh, you take Tiffany's character, right? And she's clearly um, dealing with things in her life and you don't know what that is at the beginning, but you know that she's, she's basically trying to use sex as a vice to, to um, ease her inner pain. And she just does that. And it's a, it's a really great example too of one of those things about you never know what people are going through because you could definitely judge the character of Tiffany outwardly and say, Oh, she's this person, you know? Um, but, but when you hear the reason why yet, I remember the first time I listened to the backstory when I was reading, when I was reading the book and it hit me so hard as like this most tragic, but amazing. It was like from a writing standpoint, it was just a beautiful detail because it's like, you understand, Oh, she's subconsciously acting out in a way that she feels like if she could have done that prior, that maybe he would not have gone to the mall. Maybe he wouldn't have felt like he had to do that. And then, you know, sort of, um, and tried to refresh up their marriage. And it was just such an amazing, uh, attention to detail character building element that I'm so in awe by now, the reason I bring him up and say he's, he's such a tragic character is sure characters die in movies and stuff all the time. And you have to get her, him out of the way so that she is open to a relationship with Pat. The reason I say he's such a tragic character is because he did not do anything wrong. And then he's really not mentioned again after that, right? He, his death made her really sad. So imagine he's a ghost and now he has to go see and his wife is just sleeping around with all these other people and he can't do anything and he's just like watching and he's like, why couldn't you have been there for me? And maybe he takes a little solace in the fact that like she does that because she is acting out in a, in a guilt ridden way. But then also, you know, over the course of this two hour movie, then she hooks up with Pat and then all of a sudden we're like, boom, no Tommy, right? Like her guilt. So, I mean, cause, um, cause you know, like, cause she doesn't even get that close. I mean, she connects with Pat over the course of the movie, but they don't sleep together in the movie, right? The whole, the whole movie is them moving, moving together slowly and building a real friendship and then a relationship. So the fact that, that Tommy has to watch all of that, um, and then at the end, they just basically commit their, their love to each other, uh, Pat and Tiffany. And he has to watch all this. And she didn't even bring that up. You know, um, Pat has closure with his wife. He is, his ex-wife comes to the dance at the end. And he even has a moment where uh, he whispers in her ear. And they have a conversation about the fact we don't know exactly what it is, but it feels like a closure moment. It feels like he had the opportunity to get her back, which was something that was his character goal for most of the movie. And you get to that point and he no longer wants that anymore. And so, um, you know, you have this thing going on and 
uh, he has that closure in his relationship. Tiffany really doesn't go for the same closure. She just gets over him. Apparently. Maybe she has inner turmoil, but that isn't really brought out in, um, in the, in the film or the book. So he's just basically obsessed with Pat. Now, maybe her chasing of Pat and her desire for friendship before she has a desire for relationship is an attempt to heal. Or maybe also, she also has an element of, of Pat is replacing him in that way. Like she's trying that, that maybe she's trying to give to Pat what she was not able to give to Tommy, which is a relationship built on a friendship first. Maybe she and Tommy just had passion, um, but they didn't have that other element. And, uh, you know, I think a good relationship, if it's going to be, you know, for keeps in game, uh, marriage and family relationship, you need both, right? The passion is what brings you get together. And the friendship is what keeps you together. And they really are building it. And maybe, maybe it was her attempt to honor her late husband by doing it the correct way instead of the way that she had done things before. Because you can you can see that there is passion in Tiffany's character, and but but there is also that that willingness to sort of go slower with Pat. I just feel so bad for Tommy, and maybe that's the thing. It's like the the longer I live in life and the more experiences I have, you know, you find things more relatable. One of my good friends and I had a, had a conversation recently about how I was like I, I didn't read a lot of the books I should have in little school. When I did, one of the only ones I read was The Great Gatsby. And then we got talking about it, and he made a really great point that you should, you, that, that why do we read classic books when we're in little school? Most classic books are not talking about topics that are all that relatable to little school kids. You should, you should let us read comic books or something. We should read graphic novels. If we could have read, um, I don't know, Watchmen in the... I'm saying that that's one of the only comic books I've read, too. I don't know that many things, but like we... Uh, but but our point was the thing we agreed upon was nobody who's 16 year old should relate to the great Gatsby. Nobody should read this book and be like, this is my life story. That is a deep story, man. That is about like, <laughs> you know, no, no high schooler should relate to somebody that, uh, you know, stole somebody else's identity and is pretending to be somebody else and falls in love with somebody and then comes back after being gone for a long time and that like <laughs> there's just too much and I can't I can't even specify all the things about the great Gatsby and stuff um but yeah anyway we're gonna keep this one really quick because I've got so much stuff I gotta do this week but um let me know what your thoughts are on is is you know is Tiffany doing the right thing and is she using her relationship with Pat as an opportunity to sort of do things correctly from when, when she messed up or is Tommy just the most tragic character in the story? I know he's not even real, but it's just, you know, I sympathize so hard with the guy because he didn't do anything. That's what I keep saying, right? He was trying to be a hero and help some other random person and then got killed and then he lost everything and his wife moved on without him. And I just, I feel for the man. Anyway, that's it. We also, uh, I'm very excited because I finally got three couples that, that watched the movie recently and gave me their opinions on my big questions that I'm always wondering. When did Pat fall in love with Tiffany? When did Tiffany fall in love with Pat? And did they want relationships or did they want to be friends first? I mean, I would love to know that from as many people as I can. So if 
you would like to to weigh in on that topic, uh, please, please send an email to silverliningsplaycast at gmail.com and let me know your answer. Or if you would like to even be on the podcast, dude, talk about it. We will talk about that on an upcoming episode. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, hope you are having a, a good time and we will see you down the road at Excelsior. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh yeah.